let's see how let's see how okay. this goes uh yeah i guess it's still converting uh i don't know whatever we'll see yo, yo. welcome welcome to red river podcast uh n- number episode 110 uh this is still the best of 2021 um nice. we're, we're doing tv shows right now and we have awesome. uh, a return guest john yes. cox in the house What's yes nothing man how you guys doing i missed all of you guys i know hey, yeah we, we, i think the last time we were going to get together was for the star wars thing and that never happened because it was at the very yeah. beginning of COVID. yes yes mm. yes it was um it's kind of bummed it didn't happen i still have all my notes and everything that i all my research i did for that episode so if we ever do it we'll yeah, yeah myself. we're definitely going to do that because Dave keeps bothering me about it. And I'm sure Neil does, too. Yeah, um, no, that would be awesome. So, yeah, so far we've done, you know, the, the best rock records, best hip hop records. Uh, we just did uh, best movies of the year. So now we're going to talk a little bit about TV shows, which is like kind of what everyone talks about these days. Like movies are still a big deal, but now it's about these limited series. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. And, and shows, you know, I, I have a show that, you know, has been around forever on one of my lists, but people love TV shows. People love these, these Netflix series, these Amazon series, and there's a shit ton of them. So mm-hmm. I, I personally have uh, seven on my list. I don't know what anyone else has. I, uh, I did a top five, but I do have a page full of honorable mentions in here. So, okay, yeah. you know, other, other ones I didn't put on my five, but really things that really stuck out and I really enjoyed. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So then I'll, I'll do two honorable mentions. So w- what we'll do is we'll keep it to five and we'll, yeah. like, whatever, anything above five will be an honorable mention. So, uh, okay. being, being our guest, um, give us the honorable mentions, John, that, that you have. Okay. So my honorable mentions are going to be, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on Netflix. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's like a sketch type of thing. It's these, like, these three Australian guys, and it's definitely reminiscent of, uh, you know, like uh, Kids in a Hole or Mr. Show or something like that. But I think there's another show on Netflix, which is on my top five, that is doing something like that a little mm-hmm. bit better. But the, uh, Auntie Donna's, I can't. Every time I watch it, I'm either going to I'm gonna laugh so hard I'm going to start crying. So Awesome. So I think it's good. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, honorable mention. I mean, you know, if you, I don't know if you're lumping uh, reality contest shows into this. No, no, what, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Any, what, any kind of series or you know, matter, yeah. that yeah. runs like that. That's not a film that basically we throw in there. So, <clears throat> okay. All right. Cool. So then it's uh, Lego Masters on Channel 5 on Fox, whatever it is. All right. That's a- any, anything besides that. Next. I <laughs> 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 just kidding. Uh, Nick Offerman and uh, and Amy Poehler have that making it, which is like it's a it's a reality game show, but it's like <clears throat> crafting and I, and the sense of humor is awesome. It's just really good. It's a warm show. So oh, like the, the, those two are amazing. Like I mean, yep. yeah, on. like those two. Oh yeah, like... Nick Offerman is is God. He's like he's amazing. Did you okay? So he's God, right? So did you watch his movie Hearts Beat Loud? No, but it is on my list, and everybody tells me that you gotta see it. Yeah, see it. So you got it. Like as a musician, you have to yeah. see it. Sam's got stock in that movie. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. Yo, that movie's awesome. That movie's yeah, so good. You are the champion of that movie. Thank you. Yeah, thank I you. haven't seen it yet, but I, 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 every time I see it in the, in on Hulu, I'm like, God damn it, I gotta watch that. Yeah, you're like, like I, I don't, I don't want to give in to Sam's fucking <laughs> demands here. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, 
And then I only had one other honorable mention, which was Genlock uh, on HBO. You guys know how obsessed I am with Voltron and all that bullshit. Well, your but, email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a show on Netflix on uh, HBO Max now, and it's it's the animation is unreal. It's very reminiscent of Voltron, but if it's if you're into anime and that type of thing too, I think it's great. It's definitely worth checking out. <clears throat> I remember having the, uh, you know, come on, those the the, Vol- the, the Voltron, the like, lions, the, baby, the uh, yeah, yeah the, like the actual the actual toy, like they oh connect. yeah, it's so oh, fucking yeah. nice, yeah, man. Yeah. Wu Tang, Wu Tang rap, yeah, hard. <laughs> <laughs> they did, man. They definitely yeah. did. Um, Parker, do you have any honorable mentions aside? From I do. Five? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pen 15 season three, I watched that. I talked about that show uh, a couple episodes ago. And, uh, you know, it's about like junior high, you know, these two girls that are in junior high together. But it's it's great because these actresses, they're not in junior high like they're 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 playing younger kids, but they're their own age. So it's it's kind of goofy in that way. Um, but this is yeah. the this is the last season. Um, you know, so that was one of them. Another one was Young Rock. I got to give my boy fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, he had his show come out and this talks about him really? growing up. Oh, yeah. Him growing up, um, you know, being shuffled around from you know different schools and then, you know, playing uh, playing football for, you know, University of Miami. His father being a professional wrestler on uh, what? Got, what? What is this on? This is on NB, uh, NBC. I think it's on. But then it's I'm like ca- everybody I'm ca- hates Chris, right? Like, that yeah, kind yeah, of a format. yeah. Like, yeah. But then yeah. I'm catching it on Hulu pretty much. I think okay. I'm watching it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, Hulu's great, man. Hulu's yeah. great. Hulu's fucking fantastic yeah. for stuff like that. Yeah um black summer season two that was so I, good I, yeah the first season was great this one was just as good um you know they they kind of uh they kind of focused on like this lodge that they stayed at you wasn't sure like if it was a good thing or a bad thing but season three they're already prepping for that so i'm excited about that uh squid game i got into that real late mm-hmm. like real fucking late mm-hmm. and uh kind of took a while to get into it like like falling asleep like halfway through the first like two episodes and then it finally clicked and I was just like, all right, cool. Like I get this. And then like by the last episode, I just didn't want it to end, you know, and you know, yeah, uh, don't want to ruin anything, you know? And then uh, another one that I just got into recently that uh, I heard good things about it. I got into this show and I'm just like, man, I'm like every episode I watch of this show. I just, I want to hate it, but I can't hate it. I don't know. There's just something about it. And the main reason why I got into it was our friend fucking Cole Hauser is in it. Yeah, so this show called Yellowstone. Oh, OK. And, I, and I'm like, what do I care about? Cowboys and country music? I don't care about any of that shit. I don't even fucking like Kevin Costner that much, honestly. But um, <laughs> I really don't. But uh, I, I hate know, this just, show, but I love it. I'm telling you, there's just something about it, you know, and then they like involve, <laughs> you know, the, the American Indians want to open up like a casino and, you know, Kevin Costner owns this land. And then like all these different factions come in. But. Cole, I mean, if you thought that Cole Hauser was a fucking asshole and dazed and confused, you've seen nothing yet. So that's the main reason why I got into the show. Yeah, people love Yellowstone. Like, yeah, uh, I yeah. have a lot of friends that are really into that. And uh, I listen, yeah. any son of Wings Hauser is okay with me. So that's it. That's shout, it. Out, shout out to Cole. Mm. You got that's it. Yeah, I tried. I, that's it. Yeah. All right. John. Oh, no, I was just saying about Yellowstone. I really tried it. 
and I tried it and I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it. Maybe maybe you couldn't didn't hate it. it. Maybe you didn't hate enough things about it. <laughs> That's the thing. It wasn't to me. It wasn't so bad. It was good. So I couldn't keep yeah watching it. But but I understand why people like it. It was it was definitely fun, but it just didn't, didn't bite me. Squid Games, like Brian was talking about, like I, same thing, man. It took me a couple episodes. I really think I should have just watched it in the original Japanese with the subtitles instead of I watched nice. it with I watched it with the with the subtitles. Not subtitles. I watched it with the dub, and um, that was probably my first freaking mistake. And uh, <laughs> it took me a while to get into it, but definitely at the end, you know, it's really weird is because like when you look at a lot of those Korean shows, they're not built like American shows. They're built for like one-off seasons, and that's how a lot of Koreans watch TV. It's like a season at a time, and and Squid Games is like the first one to really kind of like open up to like American style, where like oh, there's a cliffhanger at the end of the last episode. And we're going to bring back more eventually. Like they left it wide open. Now I, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't bring back another season, but yeah, I, I enjoyed squid games. I'm going to, it didn't make it to my top five though. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that made it to mine. So I'll talk about it then. Uh, Langan, do you have uh, honorables? Um, so we're going to get in depth on what five or top. Five, we're going to get so. in depth on five. Yep. All right. So I'll just rattle off the ones I had. Cause I, I had 10 together, but I'll just rattle these off. Uh, I got, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It's uh, funny. So funny. So funny. Uh, great cameos. Sam Richardson, Patty Harrison, Tim Heidecker, Bob Odenkirk, uh, Will Forte. Yeah. Everybody's yep. on this. If you like really irreverent, like the, you know, not to lump it in, but like a Tim and Eric really just kind of absurdity, Absurd. you know, like, a, but also like a little kids in the hall too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But uh, very funny sketch comedy. Uh, nine. I had black summer. We spoke about that. It, it's the walking dead that I wish I had like yeah, very yes. bleak, yep. very dystopian and uh, just like ape shit crazy and frantic. Like it would be if there was an apocalypse then people, you know, getting together and camping together or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, uh, number eight, the untold um, series on Netflix It's the sports. They were sports documentaries. Uh, they did one on that, that hockey team the trashers or whatever did you see that sam yeah it's 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 on my list for tomorrow the documentaries oh, okay yeah uh they did there's a great one on christy martin the box female box yeah that was a good one yeah fantastic stuff yeah. a lot of you know the, the caitlin jenner one was like probably the weakest only because i've heard i know that story and all the other other things like the tennis player with the the mental problems and stuff uh those were all stories i never heard before but they did a great yeah. job on untold that. untold's great um, I got uh, Q into the storm mm. from HBO. I guess that's probably a documentary yeah, too, but I have it as a limited series, you yeah. know, so it's kind of like a gray area there, but uh, I'm not, I'm, sh I'm yeah. sure we all know what that's about. It's just absurd and insane. Like these, these Uber villains that you couldn't create on a, in a script. They, they these guys, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, you Did you watch that John? Uh, no, I didn't, and I wanted to. I had oh, it's on my list. It's insane. I, yeah, you you shouldn't even you, real, you shouldn't even be on this podcast right now. You should hang yeah, up and go watch, watch it. it. Yeah. yeah, I listened to a really good Q uh, Q conspiracy podcast about this guy who's a he's a British uh, uh, war journalist, and he gets embedded with some of the Q people, and it's called uh, Q Clearance. And this dude does an amazing job. Like, yeah, like Langan was said, man, it's it's just it's mind blowing how crazy it goes like how deep it goes and how stupid oh, some people this, make yeah this these six episodes you're just like it's a mind melt when you see like what could actually be behind all this it's yes. just jaw dropping that 
so many people this internet culture could create the, and i don't know i really don't have words for it, it know, there but, are no words for it but yeah yeah <laughs> it's 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 the ultimate like hustle for sure and yeah. uh the last I'll, one i'll mention real quick is uh uh, I had this on the bubble either five or six, but I'll, I'm going to, I'll probably give it to white Lotus from HBO. Um, I know some people liked it. Some people hated it. I thought it was great. Uh, but written by Mike white, who did Chuck and Buck and a whole bunch of other stuff. He wrote school of rock and, um, and Jennifer Coolidge, she's getting a lot of attention in it, but this guy, Murray Bartlett that plays the manager is fantastic in it. Uh, I know it's great. Yeah, a lot of people loved it. Like my girlfriend loved it, and I tried watching it. And like, mm -hmm. um, I love Alexandra Daddario. You know, I watch oh, anything she's, she's so <laughs> you know. Uh, but I just, it just didn't connect with me on those episodes. It's very it's, dry. It's very dry. It can be very slow sometimes. But uh, I, I was know, just looking. I was looking for a real meeting. quality to yeah. it. Yeah, you know. But uh, it goes pretty off the wall by the end. By the time the manager starts. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I shouldn't say anything. But sure, anyway, sure. those are my honorables. Cool. Uh, yeah, my I have three in my honorables. Uh, Black Summer, uh, like we mentioned before, is just uh, wow. Like that is that is the Walking Dead that we all deserved for sure, mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's fucking batshit. Like you can't you can't even follow what the fuck is going on because it's fucking that crazy. Very well done. Very, very well done. Better than the first season. Uh, then Always Sunny in Philadelphia came back with the 15th season. They were only up to number eight right now, and it's fucking phenomenal. It's so good. The last episode that just came out, uh, you know, they're all in Ireland for like the last few episodes. It's still just so well written. Uh, there, there was an episode where like um, Dennis was like trying to kick it to like liberal girls that didn't want him. And then conservative girls that didn't want him. And then like, he's just like trying to figure out how to like crack the code. And then he goes to like, it, you just see him like on the last girl, like he's just like repeating everything she says. And it's so sinister. Cause he's just like, wait a minute. He's like, all they want to do is hear themselves talk. So I just repeat everything that they say. And they think that I'm very like, and then that, that's how he gets the girl. Fucking brilliant stuff. Very brilliant. Very timely stuff. Uh, just so good. And then uh, my third and last honorable mention is a show called Made for Love, which was on HBO. Um, wow. Man, it's this like uh, Elon Musk type dude that creates this like universe. It's like this like virtual reality universe that he lives on. And the girl that he's with leaves him and he's trying to get her back. Uh, only he's just he doesn't want to leave this world and she doesn't want to go back and then like uh ray romano's her dad who has a relationship yep. with, yeah. with like a real yeah it's very very unique and uh i i feel like it a lot of people missed it and i i, I loved it did you watch it or is it on your list i heard you? it was good i watched it yeah i really enjoyed it yeah. um the it really it gave me like that you know how sometimes those episodes of black mirror will give you like that fucked up like oh shit this is the world we're heading towards it was like that but like comedy actually very like, yeah it man. was it was it was yeah. a little lighter than 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 black mirror but definitely yeah in, in yeah that world for sure uh cool yeah. so let's let's kick it off uh give me your number five show of 2021 john okay let's uh let's go to the the notes i have here let's go to the videotape <laughs> let's go to the videotape 
Uh, it was what Langan said before. I just I couldn't agree more. Like it was my number five was uh, I think you should leave. It's Tim Robinson show on Netflix. Um, it's just to me, it's hysterical. There's something about that show. Just it's aimed directly at me. Um, and the sense of humor, definitely, you know, that like, like I was saying, Tim and Eric, but you know, there's also some early Mr. Show in there and some early, you know, uh, kids in a hall and he just doesn't give a fuck. It's, there's no, like, it just doubled down this season too. This season was even more crazy than the last season. And he just like doesn't give a fuck, and it's great. And the cameos, like Bob Odenkirk, that Bob Odenkirk cameo blew me away. Yeah. You know, Will Forte. You know, you find uh, you, you find yourself laughing at the most yes. absurd shit, but you don't even like even if something isn't technically funny, it, his face yeah. really sells it. Because I'm like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just there's just something about. It. I could just look at him. And just watch him and fucking start crying hysterically laughing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Parker, give me your number five. So uh, off of Netflix, I did the movies that made us um, the oh, most, re- most recent season. Yeah. yeah so good. Good I mean, one. Yeah. yeah you, you had you had Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. They show aliens. You know, it was Night- a whole Nightmare horror. Before Christmas. Yeah, it was a mm. whole horror, mm. you know, echelon. And uh, it was great. They showed behind the scenes, old interviews. They showed updated interviews. And uh, I mean, aliens, you know, as a few of you know, is like in the top 10 of like my movies, like period. So I love learning everything I can about that movie. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to hopefully a couple more seasons of this show because every one is just better than the last. Are you done learning by now? Like, do you think you do you think you're, you're, I, you're I definitely learned that Vasquez is still like incredibly not good looking. So ah! <laughs> that's, that's what I've learned. <laughs> wow. Threw yeah. her under the bus. Even I, if I'm you right. were yeah. even if you were remo- remo- marooned on a ship with her, like you I, know, for I, 20 or 30 years. I think I'd rather have sex with for, what was the guy's name? Duke. They got like the workout partner guy. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will take Vasquez for sure if yeah. it's if it's between those two. I just want yeah. to throw that out there. Yeah. She, she, she put some passion into it, you know, yeah. Like, uh. and it took me forever. Like when I realized that it's she was in uh, what Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. She's oh, not yeah, a, man. She's not a Vasquez for real. This and like and an near dark lady. I remember yeah. she was in near dark also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so. sure. She, she, a lot of cool stuff. Wolfie's yeah. just fine. Ah. Um, Langan, number five. Uh, my number five is a limited series from Netflix called uh, Sons of Sam. Um, it was about the son of Sam killer, but uh, the theory about how he didn't act alone, basically. And I remember hearing about this story so much because my grandfather was from Yonkers. So he used to, and he lived up in that neighborhood. And I remember hearing the stories of Sons of Sam and everything, obviously, before my day. But um, the whole theory that this guy Maury Terry that investigated it presents about you know there was multiple people there was a cult involved and he had all these really interesting facts things I didn't know about but it also gets into uh this guy Maury Terry who wrote the book Ultimate Evil if you watched any like Donahue or Geraldo or whatever in the satanic panic of the 80s you saw this guy uh he was the go-to guy on all these shows but he got so (laughs) obsessed with uh this case like it ruined his life like he had he ended up it was about his passion too of an obsession with this case that like basically his everything came undone for him and uh i thought it was great 
Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I it, the one thing about situations like this is like if enough time has passed uh, between these events, you know, it's like uh, it just gives people so much time to theorize. You know, it's just like sure. it's like when you hear like well, like anything that comes up about like, you know, Jack the Ripper, I'm just like, oh, boy, what now? <laughs> well, this guy wrote, you know, he had these theories back then and he felt that that the, the police didn't investigate it properly because yeah. because the, the police force in New York was on the verge of a strike and they needed a, they basically needed a win in the papers because everybody was terrified of this thing. Yeah. And he had this theory like early on. And a lot of the, the facts he presents are, are interesting, but good. Uh, it's a great true crime doc. Which I love, which uh, as soon as we're done, it's so as, American, right? Yeah. As soon as we're we done with this, I'm going to watch the Times Square killer thing. No episode, doubt. So. Um, so my number five is Squid Games. Squid Games is fucking amazing. OK, um, I know a lot of people maybe weren't like used to like the um, the absurdity of, of some of these, uh, you know, of, of, of the, the type of stuff that that they do. I actually listened to it via um, uh, the dub. The dub didn't bother me as ridiculous as the voices were like in the very beginning. I was like, yeah, why? <laughs> who's coming up? Like, it was just so over the top. But like after an episode, I, I, I got into it. Nobody's I, ever got a dub right. Like it's never been better. It's Yo, never, but it's it very, it's yeah. very bad in this. It's very bad. Yeah, yeah. It's you, you'll never get better bad. than the initial actors' inflections, yeah. even if you don't understand the word. Like it's, but it's some, something some, missing. Sometimes at night I want to watch stuff and like I don't. Feel I get like it. Reading the TV and like I just want to. I get it. You you get you hate to read. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you know, that's what it is. But this this show is just great. Like from the very beginning, just dead body after dead body. Um, mm. You know, it basically, you know, uh, to to see rich people have poor people kill each other for their enjoyment. I mean, that's basically what it is, you know, um, and it's just it, you kind of figure you knew where it was going probably towards the end and stuff but it was just so unique and very cool and i feel like everyone really started watching that show all together because that's all everyone would talk about uh and uh you know if you're used to like asian cinema or or like that world like it, it's very much par for 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 what they normally do there, there, there was a a movie that i loved called uh 13 game of death which it reminded me mm. of. i was trying to think of that film the yeah. name the other day yeah that was a yep. that's a fucking great movie like awesome. was, yeah so that i knew it was in that realm so when it came out and it was on netflix which netflix netflix is amazing because like you could put something on amazon you could put something on anything whatever but it like once you put it on netflix even if it's an older movie or whatever people are like oh i'm gonna watch it now it's like the power of netflix is undeniable mm. i mean look look at cobra kai yeah uh, so that's my number five, man. I love Squid Games. Uh, if there's a season two, I'll probably watch it, but I hope there is, to be honest with you. So, uh, John, give me your number four. Number four is uh, <clears throat> Foundation on Apple TV. Uh, it's a, a basically like a reboot of Asimov's like seminal classic first novel, Foundation. Um, and it just looks like they spent a billion dollars on every episode. Um, the one thing I really like about the vibe of the whole thing is like, it's very like, you know, those old pulp science fiction, uh, book covers yeah, yeah. Like with the yep. bad drawings and stuff. It does that 
but in a in a really modern, interesting way. So everything has like its own unique look to it. I think the storyline's great. Um, Jared Harris, who plays Harry Seldon, the main character in Foundation, he was in Chernobyl. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. Oh yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, he played. Uh, yeah, he played like that one reporter that got sick. Um, that was basically like doing oh, the a one on HBO. Yeah. Yes, yes, oh, yeah. yeah, that show was crazy. That was great. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so Jared Harris plays uh, Harry Seldon, the main character in Foundation, and there's two female leads. Uh, the only thing about it is you really get, you gotta like buckle up and really pay attention to everything uh, because it gets a little esoteric and it just gets a little, you know, convoluted in some spots. But I really love what they did with it. It's just, you know, it's something, it's a story that I've always loved. And now I'm seeing it being treated with, you know, modern special effects and really good story writing. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Cool. Yeah. Apple TV has got some gems on there, too. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Parker, number four. So we were just talking about Netflix. So this is off of Netflix. Uh, the show's called You. And uh, I got ah, back, yes. got back into it. I watched the first season and then I had started the second season and kind of kind of fell off. So I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm just going to start from the beginning. Just watch all this shit again. And uh Second season, you know, not to ruin it, it's it's similar to the first. He finds, you know, a new girl, and then uh, towards you know the end of the second season into the third season, you can see that she's becoming a lot like him. You know, she starts, you know, having you know violent mood swings, and she starts become you know very uh, very obsessive towards him. Um, the third season actually was very good. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, they they buy a house and they actually have like a kid together, but. Uh, Third season was very good. So if you haven't checked out the show, it's not one of those shows that's going to go downhill, you know, towards, you know, the next couple of seasons. But the, the third season, I definitely dug. Yeah, that's big show for Netflix. Like every yeah. Oh, yeah. When that season drops, that's a lot of people talk about it. I, I, yeah. I, I think I watched 10 minutes of the first episode, never went back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Langan, number four. Number four, I got the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, season 11. Yeah, Karen's uh, loving that. Yeah, you know, you forget how 11 seasons, how consistently fucking funny that show has been. And, uh, you know, it never misses. And has there ever been a more uh, <clears throat> unexpected, fantastic comedy duo than Larry, <laughs> Larry David and JB? Yeah, I JB. mean... Yeah. It works so great. I I could listen to those guys like in a car ride, like just talking shit for hours. And they work so well together. The fact that the whole story, how Leon just slid into that house and he's still there. Like, I don't even know how many seasons ago. I don't know. I so was watching one just recently where like, I guess like they had a fat roofer and they thought that he ate like his <laughs> ice cream. It was just so, <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it uh, you know, it's curb. It's, it, it's fantastic. And he's still, he's still churning out quality shit, man. Uh, Susie Espen is another scene stealer too, though. She's oh yeah, white. man. She's, I mean, She's, she's awesome. Amazing. She's so awesome. And they both, her and JB, get a lot of screen time in this season, so it's mm -hmm. great. And Tracy Ullman's in it, and she's great. I'm going to kick it back to Netflix. Uh, Narco, season three of Mexico. Uh, man, listen, if you ask me, uh, I'm a big fan of violence. I'm a big fan of drugs. I'm a big fan of guns. Check, <laughs> and, check. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this, this has everything. Like, if you like true crime stuff and and cartel stuff i mean 
Uh, I think uh, Narcos Colombia had three seasons and this is the last season for Narcos Mexico, you know, like the El Chapo stuff and all these like characters, <coughs> but, the, but the, it's so well done. And these guys just do such a great job uh, with, with, with the, the, the casting um, just fucking great. Like just really like uh, 10 uh, episodes on like the kind of how like El Chapo came into power and, and kind of like, you know, every region has a conflict and, and that's what the, this show is like, kind of like, how did these cartels end up being at war? How did they become like seizing so much power? Why did it break up into different territories? So to, to me, that part was interesting because it just you, you see like how these conflicts started and, and, and how it got uh, escalated. So uh, to where it is now, which is you know, probably terrible down there. I have no idea. So well, I only watch it on TV. I'm sure it's terrible. yeah. So shout out, <laughs> shout, shout out to my Mexican fans down there somewhere. Um, cool, John. Give me your number three. Number three is uh, another show on Apple TV. Uh, C with it's another science fiction show. You know, guys. Um, yeah, you so fuck with science yeah, fiction. Yeah. Oh, I do. I fucks with it hard. Um, <laughs> so this is this is a. Uh, this is Jason Momoa's show. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with it. Usually, when I talk about the show, people oh, yeah. have no idea anything about this show. Oh, the, the big um, hot, the big hot guy. Nice. Yeah, the big hot dude. Yeah, total it's like the, um, totally. <laughs> um, I just want to feel safe in his arms. Yeah. Um, he, it's so it's like this post-apocalyptic Game of Thrones. It's really, really well done. Great premise. There's this plague that goes around in the future and kills off three quarters of the population and then the, everybody else is blind and that's it. Just blind people are just reproducing for years after years. It's called C these, like C yes. at, with yes. a C S or no S E E. Oh, okay. like you're seeing with your eyes. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, but yeah, uh, Jason Momoa is in it. He's the main character. He's his tribal leader is unreal. Like the violence and the choreography is nuts. The fight scenes are great. Um, and uh, this season, for season two, they actually brought out Dave Batista to play his, like, estranged brother, who's another warlord. And it was really awesome. Like, I love Batista. He, he pulled me in in Blade Runner. Like, he was in the first 10 minutes of the Blade Runner reboot. And I just thought he was amazing. And, I, you know, I loved him in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, but it was a really good show. I'm just definitely into it. I thought this season was really good. I don't know if I liked it as much as season one. But um, I, I highly recommend it. Anybody that's into like science yeah. fiction fantasy, I, I, I really recommend that show. I like I like uh, plague stuff and I like post apocalyptic yeah. stuff like stuff like that, where I, I, I mean, it especially now, it just feels like um, something that could ha could happen. <laughs> could actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so things like that, like what I watch, like what like when COVID first hit, I watched Contagion and I yes. was just like, yo, this is brutal, but I'm going to keep I watching it. That movie is brutal, that. though. I, I know it, was it like, is. It, like that. That shit spread pretty bad. Um, so, yeah. yeah, any post apocalyptic stuff. So I'll definitely look look into that. I, I have an Apple Plus so, or Apple TV. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. There's one other thing I want to talk real quick about that show is the yeah. fact that like um, I love when a TV series or anything, a movie can come up with a lovable villain. Like Darth Vader was the ultimate lovable villain. And there were a lot of reasons why. And I feel like a lot of times when they make villains, they just make them completely hateable. And that does nothing for anybody. To me, it's not, there's no redeeming value in that. Um, in C, there's a, there's a male villain. Uh, his name is Tamaki Jun. And I just love the way it's like a, a, a bad guy that you can really respect. 
And I think that's kind of like missing from a lot of movies and TVs these days is like a faceted villain, you know, like Tony Soprano. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Parker until the last season. I mean, everyone hated yeah. Tony Soprano. <laughs> I'm like, yo, did he just kill his nephew? That's fucked huh. up. <laughs> but uh, Parker, give me number three. All right, so this is off of uh, FX, I think, but I've been watching it on Hulu, and it's uh, What We Do in the Shadows, season three. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this fucking yeah, show, man. Great show. Probably the funniest season so far. Every season is funnier than the last. Uh, Kristen Schaal from Bob's Burgers is in this season, and she she just has one of those fucking voices that you know yeah, exactly who it is. Yeah, so she, she brought the... Mm definitely some good stuff to it and you know if you haven't seen the show it's pretty much about three vampires who live in staten island you know <laughs> the, the, there's a there's an energy vampire who's a human but he's just annoying to the fact that he sucks your energy away and uh it's filmed a lot like you know the office it's kind of has that office humor or parks and rec stuff like that i still haven't seen the movie but the i mean I, great. I, yeah, I definitely gotta great. i definitely gotta see it but the fucking <laughs> show is fucking hysterical there's never I, I never go longer than five minutes without laughing at that show yeah yeah, karen, yeah, yeah karen, that's a good one karen yeah. karen my girlfriend started watching it and she's been obsessed with it uh so much so that for halloween she made me dress like we dressed up i guess like nadja and that oh yeah guy. yeah fucking so. guillermo mm, no no guillermo <laughs> <laughs> the guy that she's with i guess the other guy oh okay okay yeah, I, f- I forget the guy's name. Guillermo. Guillermo's the. <laughs> Guillermo's you gotta show the. the... <laughs> you gotta show the pride, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Karen that. I'm like, yeah, he thought that I dressed up as the fat uh, maid. <laughs> All right, Langan, number three. Uh, my number three. You might have this on your documentary list tomorrow, Sam, but. Uh, uh, I have it as a limited series, the, the making of a supervillain, the Takashi 69. Oh, wow. No, I'm going to add that. Okay. Um, now, I'm not a fan of his music whatsoever, but I respect the hustle. I respect, uh, you know, what he, because he's really an unlikable, <laughs> like, there's not a lot to like, but I do respect that this character he created and, uh, basically the story of him getting in over his head with you know co-opting this gang (laughs) representation and not really you know being about that life and then kind of getting in over his head and the whole musical come up but it's a statement on uh you know the social media and marketing today and what you're is what's possible what people are capable of doing but fascinating fascinating and this is somebody that has no interest in his music even though i get probably why a young kid would bump it you know what i mean but i get it i get it because when i listen to it 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 really does sound like onyx and one day i saw video footage of him playing somewhere in chicago and there Mm -hmm. was like 10 20 people jumping up and down Right. And like, I get it. Like, I get the youth culture that that is like, like right. someone like someone would watch Turnstile and be like, I don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, you you do get it. you like if you're moving that many people like I, you're doing something. And sure. even if I don't really love it, like you're you're doing something you can't. No one could fu- like scorpions could play tomorrow and people wouldn't give a shit that much. You know? <laughs> 
I don't know why. I don't know if that's Scor- the best. Uh, Scorpions. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good big red Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like wins it wins a change. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the best representation. You're right. I'm gonna. There's a whole podcast. There's a whole podcast. Uh, about the Scorpions. Totally like yeah about the Scorpions about the wind of change <laughs> being an actual song written yes, by yes yes CIA, CIA yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's no, the I just weirdest thought that was thing. Funny that you brought up the Scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we were uh, we, we Kashi six nine the Scorpions. It's a logical. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a, a short drive. Bridge. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like, what band could move a crowd? The Scorpions. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna actually. I love that. A- that was the first one you <laughs> <No>. pulled out. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, since since the documentary is going to play right after this, uh, sure. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I guess it's it's funny because I'm going to mention Supervillain on the, in the next sure. part. <laughs> Doesn't matter because that is a great one. Um, nice. So am I up again? <laughs> I don't even know. Yes. 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 yes I'm up. OK, number so three. my number three <laughs> is uh, the show uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso season two. Um, man. I remember Neil Rubenstein was on the show and he was talking about how much the show Ted Lasso was good, blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's a feel good show. I was like, what does that even mean? I don't even understand. Um, once I started watching Ted Lasso, it, the it's really hard to describe where, where, where shows like It's Always Sunny and Married with Children, shows like that really kind of like showcase like the worst in people. Ted Lasso, for some reason, like there, there is never really a bad turn. There's never it's always about like motivating it, Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it has heart. It has. It has heart. Right. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, that, and uh, honestly, like I, I Ted Lasso is my number one. So like, you know, what I was going to say about that was, you know, it, it really reminds me of a Britcom and Britcom in Britcoms. They have a lot of heart. There's always something. So it's never just like, you know, about. Like, like you said, it's always sunny and like, you know, American raunchy comms or like, or, you know, letter Kenny, or maybe that's a bad, a bad reference, but you know, it's, there's definitely like a heart there. There's like something going on there underneath. Yeah. Like where you expect like, you know, his boss to be a dick or like uh, someone to like, you know, fuck his wife back home or like, like just the characters are just so goddamn likable. And, and I love Bill Lawrence. I love Scrubs. I love that he created it. Him and Sadiq is like, I can't say enough about the two seasons of Ted Lasso. I, the first one might've been better, but this, this one really explored. I was going to say, I, I I'm with the show still, but I did like the first season better. I thought the sec- first one kind of came out of nowhere with, with, with that kind of feel good thing we're talking about. I felt like the second season was a little aware of that. But uh, there was some really good stuff in it, though. So the Coach Beard episode. That episode, itself, yeah. That, I loved that. That was fucking yep. crazy. Yes. That was that so was, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's that great. was a really good turn. I know the Christmas episode was written in after. I know the whole particulars and X. Some people said it felt out of place, blah, blah, blah. But I thought that the... I see. I don't want to say anything if people haven't watched it. But there's like a villain turn, sort of. Yeah, of yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, characters yeah, yeah. That felt a yep. little, little forced. No, but I, I liked it because through the whole season, subtle. through the whole season, it was subtle and it was like this build up. And, mm. and, and he would do these little things that like it's just like it, it was just like piling up and piling up and piling up. Right. And then he has this 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 um, 
you know, this kind of like lack of self-esteem where he just, you know, he always feels less than, so it kind of makes sense, you know? Um, but man, I, I, I love it. You know, uh, Roy Kent. I mean, like what a character is Roy Kent, not the fucking vest. Like he just grunts. Yeah. man. (laughs) When his like (gasps) his niece's daughter and his niece's like breath smelled. It was just so funny. (laughs) Oh, oh, fuck. (laughs) So uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my number three. Uh, we'll talk about it again when John mentions it for his number one. But, uh, so number two, uh, John. Yes, uh, we're back to Netflix. This is something that just popped out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's the live-action reboot of Cowboy Bebop, the anime series from like the late '90s, early 2000s. I don't know if you're you're my age, you probably remember, you know, watching it on Adult Swim. It was on like after Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, a good buddy of mine got me into it, and um, I'm not a huge anime fan. Like, I don't really know too much about you know the manga or any of the anime or stuff like this, but this show is just something I latched onto because it's got a simple plot. You know, this is the deal. This is what it's all about. This show just went above and beyond to really do it like the fans, but actually, you know, do it how the fans have wanted it, but actually bring new people in great storyline. They went way more in depth than the original season series. There was only one season of the original series, but in this show, they kind of went in full depth on a, on a lot of other things that I really didn't see coming. And I thought it was just really, really well written. Um, the vibe, though, that the like, cinematography and, and design wise, really, really cool. Like they, they went a, they went out of their way to really make it look like the animated series, you know, the characters really, really done well. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, John Cho plays, uh, you know, from Howard. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He, he, yeah, he plays Spike. Uh, Yeah, he plays Spike. And then um, who do they have playing uh, Jet Black? Mustafa Shakir, who was in Luke Cage. He was like, he played a character in Luke Cage, but um, he's awesome as Jet Black. Like, he's like, you know, Spike's sidekick, hard boiled ex cop. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of that, like, late 70s, late 60s, early 70s sci fi. And there's a lot going on in that show that really, harkens back to that there's a lot of really cool blade runner references so i I thought it was awesome and i really cannot wait to see more cool cool yeah yeah did you like the the last blade runner the villain new yeah 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 i love that yeah i thought that's that yeah that was great um not to call back to to that show c i was telling you about uh one of the the queens one of the evil queens is actually she was in blade runner 2049 she played uh the character love like the, the evil robot or replicant or whatever, but yeah, I love that. There's a new, actually, Blade Runner. There's a new series on Adult Swim called Black Lotus. It's an animated series, and it's, you know, it's awesome. It's just, you know, like people like Kyle on on Facebook and stuff. Like me and him always talk about Blade Runner. Like he's obsessed with it just as much as I am. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Zeus. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus. But um, real quick, speaking of, of Dennis again, uh, did you like Dune? Do me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. I mean, it's, I, I was definitely worried about how they were going to fit all of it into one movie. And then I found out at the end of the movie that they didn't, you know, they had <laughs> only like half of the first book, but yeah. thank God, because, uh, you know, there was so much going on in, in, this, in the second half of the book. I had no idea how they were going to cram it in, but uh, Oscar Isaac was amazing in it. He's Again, great in Jason, everything. Yeah. Jason Momoa's in it. T- Timothy Chalamet can't go wrong. Kid can't get a bad role. Like, so I thought it was really well done. And um, 
Yeah, I, I loved it. I would, I would go see. I, 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 I'd see it again. I needed to pick your uh, sci-fi brain on that. So, uh, yeah, Parker, no, I loved it. Parker, number two. Uh, number two, I did a mini series on Hulu called Dope Sick. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So this thing was uh, was fucking great. I mean, it's it's about the op- opioid addiction. You know, they they get into everything from like the Purdue Pharma. Yep like the board meetings and they, uh, they talk about how like it first hits like a Virginia mining uh, community. And then Michael Keaton plays this doctor and it just pretty much shows himself how he slowly starts getting addicted, you know, to this drug. And they go to uh, sales meetings, how they, you know, kind of had, you know, had everybody vamped up, you know, sell more pills, sell more pills, you know, we'll give you cars and trips and bigger houses. But, uh, then they talk about how the DEA gets involved and just starts, you know, cracking the case and just, you know, bringing them down. And uh, it was a really great show. I think it was I think it was about eight episodes, but it, it fucking flew by. I love. Yeah. Michael Keaton's doing his thing, man. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's still getting good roles. Uh, my dad actually told me to watch that. So and, yeah. and, and I know I knew the story because of the documentary Crime of the Century, which mm. was on HBO, where they talked about just kind of like, uh, um you know, these doctors just kind of being in cahoots and giving people these oxies and how that kind of fucked up the country, which is yeah. crazy when you think of like, uh, I don't know, just like the repercussions of that, like through the whole, like no one, people are so worried about like dumb shit and like, you know, a kid in the ghetto having two cell phones, but they're not worried about something like this that just like decimated fucking like neighborhoods like oh yeah it's like that that's what you give a fuck about like yeah it's a big thing um so parker langan number two my number two parker mentioned it before is pen 15 uh from hulu just it's... call it penis yeah <laughs> uh, it's it's a ballsy premise like to pull off and get it right because it could have went completely wrong like to have these two, I don't know, late twenties, early thirties, yeah. whatever. They're girls, good. Like the two school. girls are. They great. are so yeah. good. They get all the 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 uncomfortableness of that age, and like you know, being around you know the relationships with boys and girls, and they they just nail it. Facial expressions, they're acting. The fact that they're like they're telling like their real story because these two were friends, I think, when they were younger, and this is their shared experience. Oh, that's and awesome. Things like that. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, they, they wrapped it up after they're calling it two seasons, but it's like an extension of the second season. And this yeah. is it, which is good because I don't think you could go any further with it. And it, uh, it it's wholesome, too. You know, it's it's, it's kind of got like an uplifting bit to it, too. But uh, it's so good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, up on Hulu, I think. Uh, Word. Yep. Uh, my number two is Dave. Season two of Dave. Uh Little Dicky had no idea. Like, I mean, you want to talk about curb your enthusiasm? That's what this is. This is uh, Dave is basically curb your enthusiasm with hip hop. That's that's exactly what yeah. it is. And this season, um, you know, he had a little bit of fame, and uh, he's he has to make a record because he got signed, and the whole season is him kind of losing his mojo and procrastinating on making this record and like the adventures that he goes on. And some of the episodes are like the, the, the episode with him and Benny Blanco, where he's ba- like, they're doing the absolute gay shit to each other, even though they're not gay, <laughs> but they're, they're doing a lot of like gay acts. And it's pretty interesting to watch these two guys like drink 
water out of each other's asses and stick gum in their butthole. Uh, <laughs> it, very weird, um, you know, and uh, I mean, unless you're into that sort of thing, of course, but just like, <laughs> like, I can't, it, it's 10 episodes of him basically finding his mojo. And uh, did you watch the season? Langan? I didn't see the new season. No. This new season. Uh, do you know the show, John? I'm aware of it. I watched the first episode of the first season. I, I thought it was hysterical. Okay, I'm not even going to ask Parker. because really No, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so good. Like, I, I can't believe it. Like, by the time you get to the last episode, it, it's it's like Ted Lasso. You're like it, it, the brilliance in the writing and everything that goes together, the performances, his friend Gata, who's just a like it's basically his life, obviously, because he's a rapper and Gata's his hype man. But it's just in, in this like different world uh, that they created. Um, and it's just so goddamn good, man. I, I, I fucking love this show. Season one and two. Can't recommend it enough. Up on Hulu, normally on FX, but you could watch everything on Hulu. So, all right, cool. So this brings us to our number one show of the year. So, John, what show did you enjoy the most out of everything this year? Well, you had to spoil it for me before, but yeah, Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ted Lasso is my number one. Yeah, the season. I thought the season was great. I, I totally understand where Lang is coming from. It was a little bit different than the first season, but I really, I, I loved it. And it was just, yep. you know, the, the way that they went through and developed all the characters through basically almost their own episodes. Yeah. And then, and then the um, the way that everybody was linked together, like the whole thing with Jamie and his and his drunk dad, and you know, Roy yes. kind of. Roy kind of becoming his like father figure after all these years of, you know, them, them two being adversaries. I thought it was amazing. Um, but that beard after dark episode, like that was, that blew my fucking mind. Fucking mind. Right. Yeah. Like by the, yeah. Like it just like the adventure he fucking went on. Yeah. And then the music at the end, I was just like, yo, uh, it's corny as corny as it sounds like that's the thing, the adventure. And I felt like I was there with them. It's like everybody has one of those nights in their lives. They can look back on and be like, what the fuck? How did all these events happen in one night? And then, you know, this is they gave you one of those nights and it was just unreal. The thing that got me about that episode was is that the way they set it up, it was right after uh, Jamie punched his dad in the locker room. And then Beard went off by himself and they set it up. I really thought they were going to set it up as like something bad happened to Beard. Like he gets jumped and killed in a bar by those guys. But it, it turned into like this <clears throat> other twisting and turning animal. And I thought it was some of the best TV I watched all year. Just that one episode. Yeah, because they, they, they like the two episodes like uh, happened at the same time. So because I think the yeah. episode before that right. you see Beard leave and then he like disappeared after and they then, lose the game, he yeah, walks off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they and, and man, Danny Rojas is the best, man. Come on. Oh man. <laughs> Football is Football life. Is life. Football is yes. life. You know, these characters are yeah. so likable. Um, yeah, man. Like everyone on the team has like like a good like you see them, especially in like the Christmas episode. Like it was fun. Yeah. They're all hanging out, like no one's like no one's like a dick. Oh, Higgins at Higgins' house, too. He's, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that oh yeah, Higgins that's right, the, yeah. Higgins yeah. is the best, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, what a great show. Can't say enough about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's my number one. Cool. Uh, Parker. All right. So it's not from this year, but I watched <laughs> it this year, so I'm fucking counting it. So this is it an counts. older 
It's an older show from 2010 to 2014. I started on HBO Max and just fucking plowed through it, and it's called Boardwalk Empire. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I had never seen it before. I had never seen it before. So, um, Prohibition. Not late to the party at all. No, not, not at all. So, Prohibition <laughs> in Atlantic City, uh, the early days of, you know, Al Capone, Lucky Luciano. I mean, too many... <laughs> Too many, too many people to name, you know, Steve Buscemi, main character, um, you know, Chalky White, that character was fucking great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, he I just passed away recently. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can't say enough. Michael K. Williams. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about the show. I mean, it only took me fucking 12 years to watch it, but <laughs> the good one. Not as I good mean- as... Not as good as Vigilante from 1983, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is the best number one to any 2021 list ever. Yes, and I got to say, when a long time ago, 10 years ago, right? When was when did you dress up as, as the dude with uh, from from there? John? 2014. Yeah, was 2014. It? Oh, yeah. man, it yeah. seemed like so like. I, no, I gotta... actually, you know what? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was 2012. It was the year. It was the okay. year of, uh, of of Hurricane Sandy and the year I moved in this house. So yeah. yes, I remember it vividly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. the guy, the guy with the the, the mask. Richard Harrow. Yeah. yeah, it was Richard Harrow. Yeah, yeah he I, like yeah. John. Uh, John. I mean, what a costume! I, I have the picture somewhere in my Facebook, and it, it was like you didn't you win like a contest that that year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to win. I I do really good. This year I was um. Drexel from uh, from yeah. True Romance. Oh, you guys um, go hard. You, you at the Tracy yeah. parties. Yes, you, yes, you guys, yeah. you guys don't mm-hmm. fuck around. Yep, you know yeah. for sure. No, it's... Very good. So yeah, but uh, one thing I just wanted to say about Boardwalk Empire. That's like the most 2021 thing to do in a top 10 list is to pick a show from 2014. So that goes to Brian Parker because that was awesome, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <Thank no>. <laughs> I try. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> i mean yeah i don't know that's amazing to me so uh langan number one <laughs> uh my number one well first of all i i'm putting the the makers of the wu-tang clan show on blast you you could be here right now you, you could, could be on my yeah but you that that shit was a mess it painted me to not put that shit. i mean i look it's my sheer love of the woo that gets me through that show and 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 Ashton Sanders' voice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. we are well, brothers. How could how could he come back with that? And then nobody just let it happen. It's we are brothers. We need to get together. You know what I mean? Like it's like, are you in a kung it's fu insane. movie? My love of the woo is so strong that I will watch it no matter what. But please get it together so you can be my number one next year. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, last five episodes wait, were great. <laughs> I had to ask yeah. something. When they get to the music, yeah. uh, you know, I'm there and stuff like that. But like, stop trying to like, you know, the story with Ghost and the imaginary story with Ghost and Riz's sister and the yeah. baby to try to get like, so so dudes can watch it with their girl and they can have like well, some they, story they, in they, it. Like, they, they we do. don't care. Just get it out of there. They Talk do, about the Wu Tang. They do have a baby together. I thought I didn't think they ever got together. I yeah, thought yeah. that was all made up for no, the, no, they, for the they, show. They have a baby together. Regardless, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yo, shout Whatever. out to Sheree. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna uh, say, John? I was just gonna ask Langan how this new season was. I have not gotten into. Like, I, I'm being especially hard on it and stuff like that, but it's it 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 it. They could tighten it up a lot. Yeah, you know I, I loved mean? season one. I thought season one was great. Okay, if you loved season one, you're going to love season two even more. 
it's better because it's more about the music and and from episode six to to the last one um the direction real like they started to make it like kind of creative where it was like beyond a story now it's like they're they're it's they took like creative uh control with like the uh the direction like like the stuff where like riz is like talking to himself and making the beat like if you like season one season two is fucking great okay absolutely right. you're you're gonna absolutely yes, love it because and it, I, and I still love it don't yeah. get me wrong i still love it but like it's just i don't know this i just wish it could be a little bit better yeah. and there's some really good performance in it the guy that plays divine is yeah. awesome the kid that plays dirt is awesome yeah yeah the guy oh, plays Ray, awesome. Ray Kwan is awesome yeah they get all the mannerisms now but but the the rizza is mad distracting <laughs> Like when he talked, when you said, when you told me he talks like Ben Stern, yeah, Sam, I can't get that out of my head every time he opens his mouth. But anyway, I'm I'm rambling here. Um, so my number one, I'm the last person to see it this year was Squid Game. <laughs> I finally just saw it last month after the hubbub, and I did not. I wanted to be like, all right, it's okay, you know. But like, it was all the hype about. But I was I was hooked in there again, not. You know, like you mentioned, thirteen game of death. There's, 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 there's the story's kind of been done. That but it's royal. the way you do it. Yeah, exactly. It's the way you do it. It's the events you have. It's the challenge. It's, it's like, like the, like the film Cheap Thrills. Or yeah. would you rather put yep, yep. yourself in that situation? Would you do that for this? Blah blah blah. And let's talk about how like amazing it looks. It's very Stanley Kubrick like looking. Like some of the sets. Yep. Uh, the music was fantastic. It's got shades of what, like, like hostile when you get into like the elite people and them you watching it for sports. It's got all that stuff. It's and it's tightly put together, and uh, and it's a, probably my point. least favorite sex scene of the year for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about sure. the vi- violation scene? Dude, <laughs> that one's up there. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, yeah, that movie had a boner, and I just can't so get much it. hard cock. <laughs> <laughs> there was no titty; it's just all boner. But um, all right. So my number one uh is a show that is called Brand New Cherry Flavor, uh, exclusively on Netflix. Mm. Man, I yo, this show is fucking amazing. It's very David Lynch, very body horror. Um, so this girl makes a movie and and she she's does she decide she's going to go to hollywood uh and try to get it made so she's she this is uh, all in the 90s i think like early 90s and she meets this this producer who loves the movie or says he does and then you know they're going to work together um and then somewhere along the way you know he probably tries to like you know bang her or something and he ends up uh taking the script and the story from her and uh, she uh, goes to like a witch type played by Catherine Kenner um, to put a, a like a curse on this guy. And the curse works. And it's fu- like from that moment on, the show is just crazy. It's just it's so good. Like, it's just so goddamn good. It, it blew me away. Eight episodes up on Netflix. And it's just it, it's just this story of revenge 
and and everyone in it like rosa salazar is amazing the dude eric lang who plays the producer uh he was in that show escape of danamora he played like uh the the, the husband uh mm-hmm. yeah yo yeah i had no idea it was the same guy he's that fucking good man yeah yo. he's awesome oh god th- th- this was so good man brand new cherry yeah. flavor is my favorite fucking eight episodes of the goddamn year can't recommend it enough yeah, I, I gotta definitely get into that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just it's just so good. Like if you like David Lynch, if you like like body horror and like weird fucking shit, it's just like this mm-hmm. this universe in the '90s LA, and every character is just fucking bizarre, and it's so good. But cool, yo, here yo. we are. We wrapped it up. Right. Best TV shows of 2021. Uh, said it all. Yeah, like st- <laughs> stick around for uh, best documentaries of 2021 to finish off the year. And John, thank you so much for hanging out with us, Damn dude. Man. It's a pleasure. I love talking with you guys. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. Uh, yeah. anytime, we'll anytime you, you want, soon. anytime you want to come back and hang out with us. So guys, Let's yeah, maybe it. when I get the uh, when I get the new band going and we got something to we'll show talk. you guys. Nice. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. Oh. All, right. All right, take care, guys. Good night. Later, thank you. Man. Bye. Later. <laughs> Yes. Yes. All right, man. This is it. This is the last part of the Red River podcast. Best of 2021 Um, documentaries. That's how we're going to close it out. Um, Episode 110. Uh, You know, a bunch of episodes in a row, which means we don't have to do a whole bunch. Steve Lambert. You know, that that uh, the the what is he like a stunt guy is his people hit us up. That'll be the next episode, uh, which is interesting. You know, yeah. you know, when we had Sam Furstenberg on um, Steve Lambert was somebody that he used all the time. And if you watch Revenge of the Ninja, he was like all over that movie. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it be fun to get this guy who's done a lot of like interesting things? And his his people emailed us, which is funny because it's like we're like, I'm like, really? I'm like. I hope you emailed at least 10 other shows. Be like, like, get me Red River. We're percolating right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, but anyway, yo, uh, we're waiting for Tim Saliani to come on. He's he's in Florida somewhere living his, his best life, but he's going to come on. Um, but I want to talk about honorable mentions on the documentaries and stuff. So, um, Langan, just, just kick it off like with what you have on the honorable list. All right, we're going to, what we're going to do, like a five. Yeah. It's our in-depth discussion, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm just going to rattle off the ones that didn't make the cut, um, but we're all great. Uh, Biggie, I got a story to tell uh, about Notorious B.I.G., a lot of footage in there I hadn't seen before, and and I thought I had seen it all, um, but a good, well-made documentary. Um, mean Man, about Chris Holmes, 
Oh yeah, <laughs> not the highest that. budget factor on there, but I was always I'm always been fascinated with that man. I always will be. Yeah, and uh, hearing his side of things. You know, it makes me think he's a little less fucked up than I always thought he was. Yeah, yeah, because like you, you realize that like Blackie got rid of the whole band after the first album. Yeah, he seems like an uber douche, and yeah. I would love to <laughs> see the Blackie Lawless documentary, like yeah. in, in mm-hmm. unauthorized. But uh, it's a fun watch if if you grew up in that heyday. Listen, um, he, I mean, not many people coined. Uh, he he invented what homeless metal? That was the uh, <laughs> the subgenre that that uh, he came. Yeah. Uh, he was one of a kind. Um, <laughs> uh, Attica, a great documentary. I saw on Hulu, but I think it was Hulu or was it HBO Max? Uh, Hulu. Uh, yeah, because I thought it was actually, I thought it was on Showtime. Is that where I saw it? I yeah. don't know. I've been like bouncing the, like, around like so the, much. The, the prison, right? Yeah, 71 yeah. prison uprising and, you know, the, uh, and how fucked up and blatantly racist it was and how system still needs a lot of reform uh the rescue a nat geo bio i mean a uh, documentary about a uh oh yeah took place in thailand the cave. Of, uh, 11 kids and their coach get stuck in a cave that was flooding out and it shows the rescue process and it's like it's great it, they got like the best divers yeah right from like other countries guys that would did it as hobbies like cave diving that was like their specific <clears throat> thing so like yeah they brought them in to work with the army to rescue and it was a really tight rescue but if you like documentaries like uh i think free solo yeah. was the one that i saw yeah they did like, free solo it's I think. completely like angst ridden like you'll be on the edge of your seat it's because- it, it, that one that's a good one I, I i didn't mention that one but yeah like that's on disney plus um just unreal like you know nothing is more claustrophobic than that situation you know oh my god even like they said even once they get the kids or whoever else was in there it's like they need to basically somehow guide them in the dark yeah you know, and then take they gotta, like breaths they had to uh, uh sedate them they had to call the one guy called his friend who was a doctor in Australia in a way to sedate the kids and had to teach the divers how to administrate the sedation. Yeah. They should have, they should have asked uh, Jelaine Maxwell. She would have told them (laughs) (laughs) too soon. Um, But yeah, an outstanding one. Um, What else do I have on here? Do bitching does the sound of fury of Rick James, I believe it was called the full name. Uh, I love music documentaries, especially one when I learned some stuff and I didn't know a lot about Rick's early life and him being in Canada and being in a band with Neil Young of all people. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Some, and they had a deal with Motown, yeah. like with their band. It's like, can you imagine like no. those two guys playing together? Um, so that was fantastic. And the last one I'll give you is um, uh, the Velvet Underground documentary. Um that was on Apple. Uh, I can't get enough of footage of old New York and anything from any era of that New York and, and the whole Velvet Underground story with the Andy Warhol. And it's just tons of great footage. And Speaking of Andy Warhol, today I was listening to um, a podcast with Joey Allen from Warrant. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me want to listen to Dog Eat Dog, the album. 
and I'm listening to and yeah, and, and I, I think it's a great record. I still do. And it got to the song. Um, my least favorite song on the record was a song called Bonfires, but also there's a song called uh, Andy Warhol Was Right. And uh, it wasn't that good, but it's funny that you mentioned it. So I'm, about I'm, the 15 minutes of fame, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironically. Yep, yep. Ah. Ironically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hey, three great records, man. I'm I'm a big fan. So, but cool. That's that's what you got, right? Yeah. When I hear Warren, I think about that when when we played at the club I worked at, and Chain Lane got drunk and knocked broke my cash register. <laughs> yeah. I had a bounce. I had a bouncer jack him up, and I thought he was gonna cry. <laughs> he was not having a good year, probably. What year was uh, that? It probably. I'm in a ballpark, ninety four, ninety five. Oh yeah, they were all. They were like, yeah, they were trying. We to got all those bands do. right before Jones Beach figured out there was a market for yeah. re- revival of that stuff. But yeah, I had all the winners there. Yeah, they put out two albums in the nineties, uh, which I never heard. But like, I guess they were trying to do like, you know, like an Alice in Chains things. And it's funny, like how a band they all tried to do that. Yeah, but it, isn't know? it funny how just. I, any band that survived is because they didn't change. They were just like, okay, this is our fan base, and this is what we're gonna play to. It's like, yeah. sure, we're not gonna play to twenty thousand people, but maybe we'll play to two thousand, which is still pretty fucking awesome, you know? Yeah. And the uh, the, the, the mid nineties output is a lot of those bands. Is, is yeah. Really, it. like I remember docking at one point. They had like something they were trying to do is the rocking yeah. some flannel or doing whatever it's like uh, listen basketball jersey kiss parker let's though. do it let's do it man <laughs> you know when they did uh what was that album where they got heavy? what hot in, hot in the shade oh, the, oh the heavy, <laughs> no. no the heavy one was revenge you revenge yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they were they like got dressed up in all black yeah. and they were like mean mugging the, 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 but the, kind of uh, you expect kiss to do that <laughs> like you expect chris to grasp it like whatever's like perk you know oh is one right now like they I had a disco it. song yeah yeah like anything, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, we're going to do this, like, you know, uh, New York Dolls thing. It's like, oh, disco's in? Okay, let's do a disco song. It's like, oh, hair metal's in? Let's take our makeup off. You got no shame from the jump. Like, yeah. you know, you're never going to catch any shit about it. No, because yeah. I think they looked at it as like a business. They're like, okay, uh, how do we sustain this business? And if you're in a business that isn't music, if you're like a store, it's like, all right, let's adapt. Okay, people don't want fucking this anymore, so we're gonna sell this. And I think See, that's all this it. talk is reminding me that I never watched the Kiss doc that came out. That was just oh, too, that right? was good. Yeah, that was I, good. I, you know what? That's a good one. I mean, it wouldn't have made my list regardless, but that was that was still fun. I thought it was yeah. like yeah, it was very in depth. Uh, I gotta jot that down. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's Watch. it's up on A and E. Cool, Parker. Give me your uh, honorables. So honorable. So I actually also have Mean Man, Chris Holmes. I, I uh, enjoyed that. I was hoping for maybe like a pool float and like a bottle of like scotch or something. But uh, recreation. Yeah. But he the, the guy looks like total fucking trash, which I love. You know, I expect him to see it in, at like Monster Mania, probably in about a year, char- like overcharging for an autograph. So that'll be good. <laughs> yes. And you'll you pay. <laughs> probably. He's got to get the plane fare together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Life After Navigator, I watched. It was like a Flight of the Navigator documentary. And the really, uh, yeah, yeah, the kid that was in that is it's crazy. So, like, the movie comes out, he's supposedly going to be like the next big Disney star, yada, yada, yada. Goes back to school and just, uh, you know, doesn't know how to talk to kids because he's been on a movie set uh, a couple years past. And the guy actually, like, 
loses it and actually like uh, hijacks a bank in Canada where he lived. Goes away. Yeah, goes away to prison for like a bunch of years. Then like rehab. He goes into drugs, yada, yada. So uh, this documentary gets like the cast and crew together that they haven't seen each other in like whatever, 30 years, however fucking old that movie is. So that, that was pretty cool. Wow. That's, uh, what, that's, what yeah. was that what on? Where did you catch that? Uh, Prime, maybe that was on. Okay. Maybe Prime, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. him up right here. Yeah, this, yeah. He, Life, at, Life After Navigator, it was called. This is his mugshot. He looks fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. I would never have known everything that just happened to that guy. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was the kid from. Um, I thought he was the kid from Rocky Four. And oh, over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no different guy. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. 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 It was pretty good. Um, other than that, I watched uh, Halloween in a Box, which is on YouTube. That's actually a Ben Cooper documentary. So if anybody knows who Ben Cooper is, it was the, you know, the early Halloween costumes from like, you know, the early 70s. Uh, they got into, you know, some of the artists, some of the designs, how they came up to uh, what else. Count Me In, I watched, which is a drumming oh, docket. Yeah, yeah, drumming documentary. So that was pretty cool. Everything from like tuning to setting drums up, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, Woodstock 99. I know. That was, oh, I know that yeah. Bad, yeah. That was, you know what? I totally forgot about that. Yep. That that was an interesting one, too. But it, as far as the drumming goes, like who was your favorite person that they spoke to? I mean, I mean, it's funny because I thought that they, you know, you when you think of like drumming documentaries, you know, you're just like, well, where the hell was Neil Peart? Because he's supposedly the best of all time. There was no Neil Peart. But I did find I, it interesting. I know where that, he was. He was dead. Oh, anyway, there you go. I did find it amusing that uh, Samantha Maloney from Shift, you know, yeah, the New yeah, York she was band in there, was yep. it, that which I thought was awesome. So I, she I played in Motley Crue for a minute. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah. and then she did. Then she did whole after that. I think she was on two whole records. So we, we were trying to get her on. If I rule the world. Nice. And stuff. And uh, she, yeah, we were we were going to. But she's not really a podcast person. So yeah. but um, yeah, that Woodstock thing was was great, too. Um, I uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't have that. I mean, there was a lot of really cool stuff. So I have honorables. I, I'm going to mention Biggie. I got a story to tell just because. Um, you know, when you watch something from someone who's been dead for so long that it's like, you know, you rehash so many things. This was different. This was like his friends, people that grew up with him. Um, it was just like a different angle of like who yeah. he was kind of like as a person. Uh, and I thought it was cool. It was really well done. And I, I, I loved it. His mom was so cool. You know, Yeah, I felt bad. Um, uh, crime and penalties, uh, on Netflix, which was the, um, the hockey one, like the the, un, the untold. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah yep. Like, yeah. Untold crime and penalties. Yo, <laughs> the fucking like it was like a, the Genovese family hockey, yeah. all this. Stuff. I'm like, yo, what the like it just this story was fucking bananas. And at yeah. the end of the day, like no one rat. You know, what I mean, like there was kind of yeah. like a, I don't know. It was kind of like a pro criminal story for sure. It's like, oh, totally. you, you take you take it on the chin. You do your time. You come back, you know, oh, like, it's all feel good at the end. Of it, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because at first well, it like, could happen when, you know, a, a mob associate, a, you know, a small time mob associate gets a gives his 20 year old son a hockey team. <laughs> yeah. Birthday. Like, here you go. And 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 it sets it up kind of like where you are. They want you to hate the kid in the beginning, 
you know, like that you feel like he's like going to be a complete fucking like nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you're like, oh, he's kind of like you kind of root for him after you're like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. I like him. So um, yesterday we mentioned the supervillain, which was the uh, mm-hmm. the Takashi six nine document uh, docuseries, which was four episodes. And this was brilliant because it, it it's a kid who opened up Pandora's box like he wanted to be famous so bad that he associated himself with a gang. The gang took him, like kind of put him over and used him as a cash cow. And once he didn't want to be used as a cash cow, he was like, oh, I'm cutting ties. And they were like, it doesn't work that way. That's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is like, if you listen to this podcast uh, behind the bastard, um, the Steven Seagal one, let me let this motherfucker in. Um, if you listen to the, to, to the, uh, episode of behind the bastard, Steven Seagal is like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Tim, Tim coming in. We're doing our honorable mentions real quick. So, um, he, he like basically had that same setup with like the Gambino family where like they, they were like funded his career. And then after a while he was like, I don't want to fuck with you guys anymore. And they were like, that's not how it works. Like, you know. It's a podcast called Beyond the Bastards. Yeah, be, uh, Behind the Bastards. Yeah, it's like they list all these people. I'll send you the link. It's 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 amazing. Okay. It's like a two part Steven Seagal story. But uh, Tim, I was talking I, I was talking about the um the Takashi Six Nine thing is on my honorable mention on on oh. show t- on Showtime because it, it just it's amazing. Like like I said, it's just like it's a kid who wanted to be famous so bad that he made a deal with these guys. And he, you know, when when it was good, it was good. And then later on, it's like, uh, it's like, I don't want you guys taking my money anymore. And they're just like, nah, they're like, that's not how it works. And then he fucking ratted like, you know, and I get it because he's not a he technically he's not really a criminal. He's just a kid like trying to do whatever. So he doesn't have that code of the streets or ethics that they do. So code of the streets <laughs> at all. And he doesn't even he he keeps saying like he doesn't even really like hip hop like most of it. <laughs> that <laughs> was well, that was the, one of the like, most what? interesting parts about it was like that he didn't yeah. even listen to hip hop. He listened to Parkway Drive and yeah. like more metal bands, and I was just like, wow, that's really interesting. So yeah, and then you pick, well, whatever. But yeah, it's fascinating. Um, hard to hard to have a street cred when you look like Rainbow Bright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that that is definitely a look. So uh, I got two more here. Uh, Crime of the Century, which is a documentary on HBO, is like two parter on the uh, the the Purdue, like you know, the oxys. Basically, everyone being over medicated and how it was just completely overlooked, and these doctors all basically hooked the fucking. Mm country on these pills you know it's just amazing like you watch it and the 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 show dope sick obviously touches on that as well um and then uh i'm gonna end it up with uh dark side of the 90s and dark side of the ring those two Ooh, dark side of the ring nice yeah those two uh in particular i don't even give a shit about wrestling but the, the, these they're just so much fun but dark side of the 90s was great it was just like basically reliving like every shitty thing about the 90s from like you know they started off with like the the talk shows like the um um what is that the the jerry springer stuff and all that other, it just man just great it's up on youtube so all you got to do is just type it up dark side it's a vice uh thing right yep yeah both, both of them are vice um uh, but yo how's florida <laughs> Let me tell you, I've uh, I've never felt whiter in my entire life. Yeah, nice. Well, 
well, <laughs> welcome to the club. I mean, I don't know what it's like, but these guys could definitely, you know, these guys are both pretty white. <laughs> I mean, these guys, guys play- are both pretty white. Burn. These guys, uh, you know, they're but they're not playing golf in Florida like you are. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, I I, I reached a midlife crisis point where, like, I, I'm either I bought a set of golf clubs and I also bought an electric skateboard. So, like, I don't know which way I want to go yet. Yeah, I'm still trying Pro- to figure it out. Probably you don't, golf. You don't want to be too bougie, so you got the skateboard too. <laughs> yeah. yeah <that> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, but welcome back from, from, uh, you know, the last time you were on, we talked about Tripole Quest. Um, oh, so fun. And uh, that's it, man. Comedian. Everyone should check him out, of course, when he does his thing. Um, do you have any honorable mentions aside from like, like uh, we're doing a top five? Do you have anything outside of that top five that you want to mention? Um, I, I will mention uh, Dark Side, just because it's, a, it's more of a, um, you know, a show or anthology uh, documentary show. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is uh, that that Canyon episode this last season. Uh, like, I don't know. I like I uh, welling up was a, a lot there because it was like, oh god damn it! It just that show really knows how to poke you right in the feels, and then make say and make you say shit like feels. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and I don't even know. Like to me, I was like such a like WWF guy that all those mm-hmm. other things I didn't I, I couldn't even comprehend watching something else. But I mean, I guess and they, those things were very popular. I guess ECW <clears throat> was another thing. Um, the the Rob Black yeah. episode was was crazy. Like the porn guy. Yep. Yeah, like that was fucking yep. like pretty out there, man. And and you know, almost every one of those episodes ends up with them dead. You know, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. who knew? Who knew Mula was making finger puppets out of every one of her fucking students? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Cool. So you're our guest. Uh, kick it off with number five, Tim. Oh, hold on one sec. So number five is okay. So um, n- new talk, right? Is uh, something that I just recently watched. It's uh, it's basically about an Alaskan uh, uh, village that's crumbling into the water and they're trying to get representation in Washington to be able to relocate uh, the village 10 miles to a different spot that's not melting into the ocean. And basically nobody's listening to them. <laughs> okay. And there therein lies everything that is where we are in this day and age yeah yeah people are falling into the water in alaska and your local government does not want to do anything about it i also uh, gotta your federal government all i gotta say is don't look up don't look up <laughs> that movie is just like the, what it is and today somebody mentioned that it was uh warmer in alaska today than it was in sandy and san diego and yeah uh, uh, uh fine. Every, yeah. I mean, for what, what are we going to do? Like to me, I'm thinking like, like Parker has actually all three of you have kids and yeah. you yeah. know, I'm just thinking like, good Lord. Like, I don't know. Like I, I just give me an extra 40 years and I'm good. Everyone else. Like, <laughs> I don't know, you know. So, but what's that called again? A new talk. It's, it's, uh, it's the, the Alaskan village, uh, that's basically sinking into the ocean. It's, it's really, it's jarring because, you know, as my, listen, we, we've, since, uh, you know, whatever that uh, inconvenient truth, we've known about the, you know, the ice melting and all that other shit. But to really watch people uh, be absolutely displaced because of it, uh, you know, 
it's 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 a, it's a lot. So I well, I mean, I watched really, like going. I was watching the news and like I try not to really even like pay too much mind, but it's like every day I put on the news is like some like wind catastrophe somewhere, or like a flooding, a fire, or like a tornado, <laughs> and I'm just like. I don't know. I feel like every day I come home and there's like a tornado somewhere in like the Midwest, you know, or like flooding somewhere. So I don't know. Whatever. 2022. Here we come. <laughs> yeah. Yo, like, Parker, Parker, give me number five. All right. So this one, I actually took uh, Langan's advice and watched this. He, he mentioned this. It actually came out late 2020. Uh, Belushi about John Belushi. This was on Showtime. And uh, documentary, they used a lot of like audio tapes recorded uh, shortly after his death and played them back. And uh, I mean, watching this fucking thing, I just fucking forgot how goddamn funny this fucking guy was. I mean, you could you could hear the pain in his voice, everything he was going through. But like they get into the relationship with him and his wife and uh, just a fucking sad story, man. Just everything that this guy was, you know, taking, you know, into his body and just putting himself through, you know, with the physical comedy. And uh, I, I had to jump to fucking Peacock after this and just watch some of his best bits because the guy really was a fucking genius and died way too fucking soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I could do the 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 zit joke right now. Yeah, but yeah. I can't. I can't. Doesn't really sound good in the audio. Uh, Langan, number five. Uh, my number five is Woodlands: Dark Days and Bewitched: A History of Folk Horror. Um, mm. It's it's. Uh, it's a real broad, I mean, folk horror, it, it's so many different things. Uh, and there's a resurgence in it. And they have a, they get into like, they start basically with uh, uh, Witchfinder General, those kind of films about like witchcraft, early England. And, but they go all around the world to different, to Russia, to Thailand, to whatever, and all different lore and history and what films got created in that country. And it's, it's like a three hour film and it's thorough as hell they have the clips to everything movies that they're talking about it's not like a you know a chintzy documentary a lot of talking heads talking about it um you know eventually gets into you know uh midsommar and and our favorite the witch (laughs) things like that but it covers everything i mean i rented it on amazon prime for like two bucks and it's uh it's thorough as fuck if you're a horror fan it's must see Yes. Also, fuck the witch. Thank you. Yes, uh, yeah, honestly, uh, are we all on board with fuck the witch? Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So that movie is just like, I mean, here's my favorite part. It's so unsettling. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I cares? almost canceled my showtime. I yeah. almost canceled my showtime. <laughs> I was so unsettled. <laughs> you know, I me, 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 and, canceled. <laughs> me and Longito went to, to, to see it in the theaters. Like, he's the one. He's like, oh, let's go see this movie. And uh, me and him watched it. Like, what was the mark when you guys looked at each other and Uh, were like, "Is this really like?" (laughs) We were just kind of sitting there, quiet. And uh, as soon as the movie was over, you got to ask him because he'll tell you. Some dude in the front stands up and he's like, "That was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen." (laughs) And and it kind of like broke the ice, and we all laughed because we were just like, "All right, you know." But like, we were just like, "What the fuck did we just watch?" It made no sense. So, but uh, my number yeah. five. Let me tell. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let me tell, let me say quick about Chris uh, and the witch. Chris recommended the witch emphatically to everybody <laughs> without having seen the witch, oh. and then we went to see the witch before he saw it. And oh, what a pile of shit! Yeah, yeah. Fuck the, 
complete pile of yeah, shit. Yeah, it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number five uh, is a documentary made by a friend of mine, and he's he was a guest of ours, uh, Analog Love. Uh, my friend Rob G made this movie. That's my number four. Is it okay? Yeah. So it's like um, just a, a documentary about mixtapes. I mean, like mm. Jesus Christ. Like, can you gear something more towards us than than this? You know, it's like the language of mixtapes. And he had people like uh, uh, Henry Rollins on, Chris, uh, Christian James Hand, um, a lot of people. And then the wraparound story was great. Was was this um, this girl, and she was making a mixtape for her dad, right? Yeah, that's what it was. And she was mm-hmm. like taking songs from his like records and stuff like that. She didn't really she never well, as, a, it. as a kid. Yeah. From the way she's grown up listening to music, she's like the funniest part was she was she's like recording the song to the CD or whatnot and was like, wait, so we have to actually like sit and listen to the entire thing. Like, cause <laughs> you know, it's on the computer, you dump it in there and drop it in there. But, and she had to make sure that, that it wasn't going like the last song wasn't going to go over. So right, like he had to calculate it. it was yeah, but I love how it gets into the science of that because you'd know, like you'd get a rough idea. Okay, I could fit this on a forty-five minute side. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And like you'd be watching the tape. Like yeah. I think I got enough right in there. Trying yeah. to look in the window and Listen, uh, a mixtape was serious business. And uh, yeah, this, this is great. So analog love uh, made by our buddy Rob G. So really, yeah. really cool. Uh, Tim, give me number four. So my number four was uh, was Belushi, actually. And um, the reason that uh, it was number four, it just it really the, the juxtaposition between genius and addiction is this like fine line. And uh, this kind of hits every part of that. And uh, I don't know, it really there as much as we all hype up Belushi, I don't think we hype up Belushi enough. Um, because there was something really genius about him. So that, that was my number four was Belushi. That was really well done. Yeah. yeah. If Belushi lived a long life, you could, I, you could have seen him. He would have had the chops to be like, had like a, uh, an older act in his career, like Bill Murray did. I, I feel agree. like, yeah. you know what I mean? He could have done those kind of roles and stuff. Cause he, he, he would have had those chops. He could have played uh, Artie Lang's dad in the movie for sure. Yeah. He could have done that. <laughs> Falling off the, roof of the house ha! Yes, <laughs> totally uh parker number four number four i went with uh this thing i watched on prime called val about val kilmer oh yeah that was good mm. yeah, uh, so, yeah so this was i mean you talk about fucking tugging at your heartstrings i mean yeah. holy shit yeah. so th- it was uh it was uh narrated by his son yep. the narration and uh you know, a lot like uh, Kid 90. It was just, you know, years and years of, you know, VHS tapes that he had, you know, everything from like Top Gun to the Batman film he was in. And uh, just a fucking sad story towards the end, because, I mean, yeah. this guy just had such a great fucking career. And then what it wound up as, I mean, this, the scene when he's uh, when he's doing a con and they have to fucking drag the guy away because he starts fucking throwing up and he can't figure, you know, can't finish doing the autographs and just feel fucking bad, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely worth the watch. You know, if you are a fan, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. That was really, really good. Um, but it's yeah, it's like that bit of sadness because sometimes uh, people just pull that card. You know, that guy had the best life, kind of. You know, yeah. One minute he's banging Elizabeth Shue, and the next time, ah! you know, the next minute he's not. <laughs> uh, you know, but hey, uh, and, and his son reading. 
and narrating really um added to it you know i, I thought it was just yeah very touching so uh so analog love is num- your number four right Not okay. number four yep uh so we're gonna do my number four which uh is ricky powell the ricky powell documentary mm. on showtime was fucking phenomenal like here's a guy same thing um he had so much footage such a new york character such a new york figure he gets in with with like he was just somebody who was everywhere you were supposed to be like the the most happening shit that's happening in in the city at that moment in time he was just there with his fucking camera uh the beastie boys start taking off so he starts going on tour with them uh on the first album and paul's boutique you know and and (laughs) it's just fucking it's such a great documentary, but then it just gets really dark because he's somebody who I guess like the party just kept going on for him. And a lot of those guys were not about that anymore. So they kind of had, you know, they were just like, Oh, we can't really bring him around. Uh, and then he, his relationship with his mom was kind of like uh, really brutal. Uh, they didn't really have a good relationship and, and it shows that in in the, in the movie. And it's like, uh, it's fucking it's a brutal reality like when you watch it they're older and what his life became and uh you know a lot of partying in the beginning and then reality kind of set in at the end you know so a super huge wreck like it i it's 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 really good i you you gotta watch this like if you love the beastie boys if you love pictures if you love that time you gotta watch the ricky powell documentary kind of blew me away yeah. so yeah um so tim number three uh so my number three uh was the nas directed um video music box documentary on showtime so good me too (sighs) my three too yeah yeah Uh, i mean like go go with it run with it because let me tell you i I was i was i just i i was just uh some of the, the 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 footage that they had was shit that just put you in a time and place yep. in your life. Yep. And that is everything you ever want out of any piece of entertainment is to just transport you to a certain point. And this did it. And I was like, God, and kudos to Nas. Who knew he had the chops to do? I mean, he's, he's, talented, he's talented all around, but, you know, um, this just was so perfectly done. I really yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah, big, it's, he, big, it's big this time living, there. breathing history book of hip hop that this guy yeah. has. And please, Ralph McDaniel, I'm getting anxiety when I see all those tapes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I, I please <laughs> to God, if you're listening, and I know you are, yeah. if you're a big fan, back that shit up, please. Make a streaming <laughs> channel where we can watch all of that. I would watch that religion. I mean, I'm sure the, the rights would be a pain in the ass with all the the talent on there but man there 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 is gems of the culture that have yeah. to be preserved forever this guy's got everything the everything performance. the performances on that just alone just like it just yeah. and, and and i love like the vhs footage because it's so like greasy and grainy yeah. you know yep. but i remember like you put it on like i just remember always watching it and like you know it was on you know uh you know sometimes you would flash uh, by that channel i'm like oh shit the, you know like uh video music boxes on and then you start watching it and like just like it, it was just such a goddamn party but this one I, I uh speaking of tribe 
like that performance was fucking great. I remember that yeah. because it was also in yeah. the, in the tribe documentary. And I'm like, God damn, it's like they fucking come out and they're filming. It's just yeah, that 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 was a really good doc. Showtime is is on this shit, man, for sure. Fuck they, yeah, they got no some, kidding. They got some good music docs for sure. Oh yeah, for uh, real. Uh, Parker, number three. Number three, I did uh, Wolfman's Got Nards, man. Fucking Monster oh. Squad documentary. I still didn't see it. Yeah, so this oh, thing good. is yeah, so this thing is fucking great. So they do. Uh, it's almost like a tour they go on. So they take. Uh, you know, three actors from the movie and they explain how pretty much like when this movie came out, like like no, it didn't really do anything like nobody really like, you know, it, it's not the hit that it was now. Like, but yes. then years after, like 15, 20 years after they started showing, you know, like the midnight showings and started doing like the cult following started building up. So then the three actors from the movie started going on tour and they were just like, holy shit, like this movie's actually you know, getting somewhere now. And, you know, they interviewed, you know, Fred Decker, they introduced uh, Seth Green's on there, you know, a couple uh, bigger actors just, you know, telling, you know, how much this movie impacted, you know, their childhood growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, I still didn't watch it. I, I forgot that, that, it, that it's even out, but shout out to Fred Decker for writing me on messenger. So nice. I, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a just, good one. It's, it's it's one of those things like I posted an article uh, I think bloody disgusting did it I posted it on Tuesday where where it was like eight movies that should have done better in the box office yes yeah and it, it was like event horizon the thing monster squad and you're like slither you know mm. death you know, grindhouse double feature right. and you're like holy shit you're like all these like these eight movies are fucking like gems but yeah, yeah. They, they kind of didn't do shit when they came out and monster squad no. was one of those yeah yeah so uh yeah Chris dragged us to see the uh, the entire cast <laughs> in a replaying up in Yonker. Yeah, at Alamo in Yonkers. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. All, yeah. all four of us. Yeah, it was fun. I remember. Yeah, right. It was you. Oh, yeah. It was you, Kevin, and, and me, Kev, yeah. Jim, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of beer up Weird. there, right? In that theater. Yeah, it was a lot. That, that one and Hail to the Dead Ice. Those were two, you know, of that vein documentaries that I thought were great. I that's up on shutter. I still didn't yeah. get a chance to watch it. God damn it. So uh so number three was Tim. I right? had video music box as well. All right. So the, number three, Tim. number three for me is Kid 90. Kid mm. 90 fucking <sighs> you know, there's nothing like someone I avoided pictures nonstop as a kid. I just never wanted to be in pictures. Um, now you get someone like Soleil Moon Fry who basically videotaped everything from the, the time she shot out of a pussy to like today you know what <laughs> I mean? like, like, she, like she yeah. fucking has footage of everything there's and... five minutes on a pap smear in that fucking document <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah, if, I, if i had a friend like that back in the day i would have smacked the shit yeah out of I, mean, I would have got enough of that already yeah, like right? yo stop fucking filming shit <laughs> You know, but she, you know, now you look back and like everything, like who would have known that she was dating Danny boy who like she's yeah. one third of him. Like you take three Soleil moon fries and put them on top of each other and it equals one Danny boy. Nice. Like, it's just like, it, you know, like you could have the smallest dick in the world and it doesn't even matter. It's like, you know, it's like when someone is that <laughs> tiny, you know, you're just like, all right, cool. You know, like. <laughs> I'm just saying, like <laughs> I, I once I remember I once had sex with a girl who was six foot four. And, you know, that's I'm just going to throw that out there that it's like, you know, you <laughs> I like how you said I'm just going to throw that out there. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes things, you know, you know, appear smaller when someone is that much bigger. And I would imagine the vice versa. Okay. You know? <laughs> Let's talk about the scorpions again. Yeah. <laughs> So Danny boy blast them. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, and then another thing too was um you know when she hung out with the the guys from kids, like that whole crew. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Like that was interesting. I'm like, you Harold Hunter and like everyone else that died from that movie, you know, it's just like pretty I'm like, I don't remember this ever happening. But then again, like, why would you? Like we there was no I couldn't jump on Facebook to see her hang out. You know, it was just such a right. moment in time that she filmed. It was just like, wow, like she hung out at this place and became friends with these people. And another sad thing, too, is is the career. Um, she never really had much of a career after that stuff. Like she did a bunch of like really, you know, I know she did a Sam Furstenberg movie. I remember. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you saw that happen a lot, you know, with, with that transition where they, they start as a child actor, you know, and some of them can't, you know, whether yeah. they don't get the roles or whatever reason, they nah. just can't make the transition, you know? Nah, yeah. you're either Charles in charge or you're blown away. It happens. Ah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Wow. Blown away was a very big deal. That's all Great I got to say. Great movie. Great nudity. <laughs> Great nudity. Yeah. In that there one, you so. go. <laughs> uh, all right, Tim, give me number two. Well, well, I, I'd like to give you number two, but you just said my number two because Kid 90, uh, I, I'll just elaborate quick on it. Kid 90, um, I was, I kind of, it was really a, like a, a jarring look at your childhood, but like yeah. when you got to like the, the Jonathan brand, stuff, I was just like, Ooh, I've made some terrible jokes in my life. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> it, it just, the amount of people that went down the hill in yeah. that documentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and people you didn't even know that knew each other it was just a weird thing uh like to tie in your big entire time, childhood time. yeah uh, I, I i don't know kid 90 was just one of those things where like it, it's uh, i like stuff that'll really bring you to a different time and a place and that was one of them so yeah it, it was, was like that was my other. everyone that you knew from that moment in time i'm like yeah like you're like wait how do all these people know each other it's like they're all <laughs> hanging out my head and she like took video footage of all like they were all like young, like Hollywood fucking people. And they're like, oh, I guess we're yeah. just going to hang out. And and so, uh, great footage, like just really good footage. Unbelievable. Man. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, no, you're Punky Brewster and you're the kid that Ronnie Dangerfield says, that all I know is I got a lot of balls stuff. Like, that, I, I, <laughs> you're not supposed to, be, it's supposed to be hanging together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. R.I.P., man. Yeah. R.I.P. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Parker, number two. Yeah, so the. Uh, number two, I watched on HBO Max. It was called Harlan County, and this was uh, about the coal miners strike in 1973 in Kentucky. So definitely a different take on a documentary that I, that I would normally watch. But uh, crazy. I mean, they showed everything from like the picket lines to like, you know, the union bringing in like, you know, scab workers, you know, families, you know, pulling guns because they didn't want to, you know, didn't want the, these guys to come in and finish the job. But uh, this kind of went hand in hand with like dope sick, you know, just seeing like how physically like destroyed these people are being minus for their whole lives. And now, you know, they're talking about possibly losing their jobs and bringing in, you know, other people you know, to take over. But uh, pretty good. I got to say. What's it called again? Harlan County. It's on uh, HBO Max. Okay. 
Oh, interesting. All right. So uh, Langan, number two. Uh, I got another uh, feel good one, I guess, here. Uh, Life of Crime from. Yeah, uh, that's my number two. <laughs> from HBO, man. Sam told me to watch it. And I, uh, I mean, <laughs> what a what a heavy, yeah. heavy doc. Like, um, you know, with How'd that, that work out for all of them. Yeah, that ruined a <laughs> lot of weekends for sure. Oh, my God. It's, it was like around Christmas. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll watch this. Yeah, it's it's just such a you know, honest, brutally honest, like look at the prison system, poverty, addiction. Uh, and the, the, you know, you hear about all these things in the news, but real, real world, like watching people go through it generationally. Yeah. Oh. And uh, such a patient. I mean, I don't know the exact structure of uh, uh, John Albert made it right. He's made a uh, Albert. He, he's made a few good things, but I guess he it came out originally as like a one hour thing. Right. And then yeah. he added stuff on over yep. time. Yeah, yep. What a patient, like, you know, exercise, but I mean, it is, it's he as picked, heavy he, as a film you can watch. He picked three winners for sure. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy piece, but well worth watching. Yeah. I, I it's my number two as well. It just like, it was going to be my number one, but the other one just beat it out. It just, Man, when you, I, I mean, when you want a documentary, like this is a documentary, like you, this is like, like the scene, you know, where, where they show like the morgue. Oh my I, God. There, there was like no, wow. like, like, no I don't chill. even, I don't feel like they like eased you into what was going on. They're like, oh yeah, this is the body. And then you see like, I'm like, how long has that body been sitting in that goddamn bag for? Jeez, I can't stuff. even believe, I know, <laughs> like. I was not expecting what that. I was, was not like. expecting that. No, no. I was not. It was ex- like, yeah, it was. It was like creepy Doctor Bodkin just fucking talking over dinner, like yeah. just a matter of factly. Oh, by the way, here's this bloated fucking, absolutely yeah. horrific. Yeah, and then oh. I did not see. You know, I'm not going to ruin the end, obviously, because there's a lot to it. But it's just I did not see that end either. No. I did not see that end, but no. like, I'm like sitting there just like trying to like swallow the lump in my throat. Yeah. Where I was just like, what? I'm like, is it like, what? what's going on? Like, did, what, like it just like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go jump out a window. Like what's uh, it's going pum- on? It's be just constantly beating you with a sledge. And then another, I loved how it, it reminded me of the early days of HBO. Yeah. Docs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The real gritty oh, shit exactly. they used to put yeah. out, you know. Oh, all the America undercovers. Yep, that's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's what it felt like. Yeah, that's th- what it felt this like. was not mm-hmm. glossy at all. Oh, wow. no. All right, so and the uh, and the director really had a, a relationship with these people, you know. Like you could yeah. see oh, yeah. when like yeah. they come, oh John, you know, like, and uh, yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, for sure. Oof. So that's my number Oof. two, which brings us to number one. Tim, give me your number one documentary of 2021. Well, I mean, as as any other good documentary of any other year would uh, tackle the subject of priest fucking kids. Nice. All right. Uh, Ascension is uh, is a jarring look at um, a group of men uh, from Kansas City that were abused by priests and, uh, you know, their plight to, to shine a line on it. And I think the the difference in this one is they kind of make the victims like recreate 
what happened and that is like they that brings you to a real messed up place it's like that i've I, watching a documentary i've never experienced it's like and i mean i'm talking about watching dear zachary go wow yeah but yeah uh, this particular documentary was like wow it, it, it's it's hard it's real hard i just always so, think i always think of sleepers that's what i think of. oh yeah yep. <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, it's it's that, but uh, you feel dirty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. felt, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like Kevin Bacon being like, so what's up, guys? Yeah. So what's up, guys? <laughs> he starts eating a steak. <laughs> so how you been, guys? Yeah. But Ascension, that was on HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, it's, sh- it's, it's, it's great. Shout out to those priests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Parker, give me number one. <laughs> Number one, I'm doing uh, Beatles Get Back, man. Oh, what? Yeah. I, I cannot believe. Are you a Beatles fan? I'm a fucking huge <laughs> Beatles fan. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could tell it's you. It's about Beatles. time we got to a good day. Dude, I, like... we, we could do a whole Beatles episode and I'm down. Fucking me and fucking Mark O'Connell. Yeah, that's right. Whole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, this dates back to like, you know, me growing up, my older brother huge Beatles fan. So like he would used to drive to this uh, comic book store in Oceanside called Cosmic Comics. And I would fall asleep. He'd be listening to the Beatles, blah, blah, blah. And then like I get my first drum set and I've learned these songs subliminally somehow. And I'm just like, oh, how the fuck can I play all these fucking Beatles songs? It was the weirdest thing. But anyway, this documentary comes out, blew my mind. I mean, you feel like you're in the fucking room with these people. I, I don't know if it's how they shot it, how Peter Jackson put it yeah. together. But uh, I mean, it's crazy just seeing like Yoko Ono and then like, you know, George Harrison comes in with like this Tibetan monk that just like sits in the corner and like hangs out to like, you know, just be with him. I mean, I mean, everything I noticed, like Ringo was using like a bigger drum set than I was used to just all this like shit. And then just how they start, just how Paul McCartney can just just write a song just from scratch and just how it builds and George Harrison comes in, you know, uh, I couldn't sleep last night. So I wrote this song at 2 a.m. Listen to it. And then it just fucking blew me away. Uh, I just want to say they, I, I they, do that all the time. It's not that nice. Impressive. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and they, they, they weren't. Um, there's a lot of conflict in this movie. Oh, right? yeah. Like we, yeah. I mean, George Harrison quits and, you know, they because he to, wasn't getting his song ideas. Yeah. Heard, right. Well, so Paul he, McCartney he, was kind of a he digger. wasn't he wasn't playing how uh, how John Lennon wanted him to play it. And he oh. was just like, look, this is how I play guitar. Either let me play this or I can leave. So he left. Have you, did you I see like the it. original Get Back the film? Because this no. is all like made. I think this, he added a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Because like, yeah. he said you needed to hear the whole story. But I did. I saw the original. It was called Some Kind of Monster. It was- ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does Dave Mustaine cry? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture. I got to send it to you. It's uh, of Carrot Top. In a in a tank top and it says Mega Death under it. It's so good. I gotta send it to you. It's really good. So yeah, cool man. Shout out to Disney Plus for doing something really yeah. cool. And Peter Jackson. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, Langan number one. Uh, my number one. Uh, this was a no brainer for me. In Search of Darkness Part Two. Oh yeah, um, those those were great. Came yeah. out on DVD last year, but hit the streaming this year. Um, 
You, Sam, Sam's not sure if it came out this year. Thank In Search of Darkness? I don't know. What, two. Yeah, part two. Well, remind me. I don't know what that is again. We had You had the guy on the show with Dan <laughs> Terre. Oh, Remember? In Search of Darkness. Oh, the oh that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. Yeah, it, it's um, the, yeah. The, this guy can't make enough of these. Yeah, the, it's four hours long and it goes by like 10 yes, minutes. Yeah. And I oh, love yeah. the setup, how, you know, the brought you, you it's almost like entering a mom and pop video store where yeah. all the they're going through and scanning all the boxes and then they which one they're going to land on. They land. Yeah. On it oh, yeah. And get in depth on it. But they they deal with all the film. You've seen eight million horror documentaries and they all got the clips of this talks about the same thing this one's getting into the nuts and bolts the real deep cuts of those stores and for a horror hound i mean it's the bomb and i'm looking yeah. forward to his sci-fi one and the fantasy one right that, that with the yeah they, that they're thing, just right? gonna yeah they're, they're just crowdfunding gonna... for them at this point but whatever this guy does anything in this vein i am there i don't care if it's four hours eight hours whatever yeah it's i fantastic so that one in particular like any one of those like whenever i'm editing uh, this podcast I need visual stimulation. So I put those on because I yeah. just I just stare at it and I look at like the clips and like, you know, like you that can pick shit. it up at any point it's, at it's, any point. Because yeah. it's, just, it's just like visual stimulation. Like after you watch it, you can just keep watching it over and over again because it oh, yeah. just doesn't get old. So uh, my number Bye. one, my number one is a docuseries on HBO by Cullen Hoback. Uh, and it's uh, Q into the storm like what the fuck like this, like yo let me tell you this guy ron watkins right <laughs> and uh his dad are like you know you watched this and and obviously what you, everyone's going to get something different from it but but you watch these people in my opinion pull off like the biggest like hustle like they just like duped all these people into thinking this fucking Q thing is like they it's just amazing how these two seem to really I mean they don't admit it but it's just it's just it's it's amazing it, it, it like every character in this documentary is weirder than the next <laughs> um the message board planet that they all live on is so fucking yeah. weird like and the, still alive and well, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, this, even after this, all this, this, this country was almost undone by a guy who never met an IZOD golf shirt that he didn't want to purchase. Yeah. And his, and his Asperger's son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? His pen collection. And, the, and the little kid in uh, the, the wheelchair guy, uh, Fred. Yes. <laughs> yes. As, as Carla Ogerson calls him the Q potato. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's yo. It's like just the most amazing story. These these people are like nerds of like the highest like order, and they just created this wreckage. That it's like these people are playing like a like a game, like like a cloak and dagger game, and they're yeah. all like in love with it. And it's it just yo. I can't dis like and almost I, like it was too easy. That yeah, <laughs> they made they made the idiot they made the idiot at the that sat in the back of your earth science class think that they had an inside track like they were the smart person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they made happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's they, it's they, an, it, they it's give a, you the blueprint. I can't wait to see what's next. Which which letter of the alphabet's coming next? And because this isn't over. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing docu series that it yeah. just if you don't know much about it, it's just it's it's fascinating. It's just like if, in a documentary, what you want is just to to learn about something that's completely fascinating and slightly insane sometimes, and it just covers all the bases. Um, mm can't recommend it more so q yeah into the storm uh man that's oh, this God. this was a long uh 2020 2021 best of a lot of episodes a lot of content that most people won't give two shits about yet here we are we're influencers you <laughs> yeah know? we're we influencers gotta, we, we have to get it out there yeah <laughs> so, there's a lot of people that are just waiting for these selections you know they, they they need to carry these on into the next year so tim thanks for checking in with us yeah, from, thank you for yeah, having me yeah thanks for you know Honestly? taking time from from your golf and uh, <laughs> my golf you know, <laughs> i'm gonna go watch i'm gonna go watch what's your handicap is, that's what they say right yeah what's, what's your, your handicap? i can't uh, i, I can't don't even know what that well. means i'm not a good <laughs> speller <laughs> right. you never learn to read yeah, do you do you use like an actual uh like putter or like what uh happy gilmore used uh no i have no i use what happy gilmore uses actually no, okay. it's it's, okay. it's it's a it's a field hockey stick that's fine <laughs> okay, yeah. good. All right. do you have goofy pants do you have like goofy <laughs> golf pants of course you have goofy pants what's the point <laughs> you i want you to dress pants. dress like rodney dangerfield and, and uh caddyshack caddyshack every time jackie every mason time. and Cad- caddyshack too <laughs> shout out oh my god um all right guys uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Later. See you next year. Bye. <laughs> Later.